The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Shock waves rip through a family and a community when a six-year-old little boy goes missing. James Hutchinson, again, just six years old. Think about that. Likely not even in grade school or at best just starting first grade. How do you just disappear? For instance, if you take your children to Walmart, wouldn't you notice one wasn't in the car with you when you left? When you go to bed at night and all your children are asleep, wouldn't you notice if one was missing the next morning? How does a six-year-old little boy just seemingly vanish into thin air like a magic trick? Six-year-old little James. Take a listen to our friends at CrimeOnline.com. 29-year-old mother of four, Brittany Gosney, and her 42-year-old boyfriend, James Hamilton, go to the Middletown Police Department on a Sunday morning to report her six-year-old son is missing. According to family and friends, James Hutchison is a happy-go-lucky child who smiles all the time and loves to give hugs. Police organize search teams and continue to talk to Gosney and Hamilton, but something is odd about their stories. They don't quite match up. But that's not unusual at the outset. Very often when you're speaking to multiple witnesses about a single event, they have different perspectives. I found that to be true. As a matter of fact, when witnesses' stories align too much, that's a problem as well. But who is this little boy? Take a listen to School Superintendent Marlon Stiles speaking to our friends at WCPO 9. He would come running towards the front doors of the school building with a giant smile on his face. And he gave the biggest, and as they said, the bestest hugs you've ever imagined. Um, that was James on a daily basis. You know, oftentimes in education, we have incentives to reward students for making their, making their dreams come true and reaching their goals. Uh, one recent uh, uh, incentive at Rosa Parks Elementary, we found James in the cafeteria with a big smile on his face because he was rewarded with the lucky lunch tray. And that was important to him. The staff just shared how joyful he was to be able to receive the lucky lunch tray. I'm just thinking right now about my twins. Uh, they've just turned 13, but at this age, they would literally jump in the car when I would pick them up after school and be thrilled to tell me one of them had gotten a, quote, purple card. 
Uh, that means you did something great at school, like you exhibited great behavior or you, you held the door for someone or you helped somebody feel better on the playground. They would be thrilled when they got a purple card. And that would be the topic of conversation at supper, throughout the day, throughout the evening till they went to bed, how proud we were they got a purple card. This little boy gets the lucky lunch tray. I don't know what that is, but I know it was something big in six-year-old James's world with me. An all-star panel to break it down and put it back together again. First of all, joining me out of the Atlanta jurisdiction, but he practices all over the country, former prosecutor, now defense attorney, Daryl Cohen with Cohen, Cooper, Estep, and Allen, psychiatrist. Also joining me out of the Atlanta jurisdiction this morning, renowned in that jurisdiction, Dr. Angela Arnold at AngelaArnoldMD.com. Former L.A. County Sheriff Sergeant, 26 years with Special Victims Bureau, specializing in children. Dan Scott is joining us. Dr. Kendall Crowns, the medical examiner for the state, uh, joining me out of Texas. That's Travis County, Austin. Courtney King, investigative reporter for Fox 19, NOW, and WXIX. All of us coming together about James Scott, uh, let me go to you, Courtney King. Let's talk about the day that this little boy is reported missing. I understand uh, it was Feb 27. Yeah, Nancy. So on Saturday, actually, actually it was Sunday the 28th is when Brittany Gosney and her boyfriend James Hamilton go into the Middletown Police Department. Middletown is about 45 minutes northwest of Cincinnati. And um, this is where they report James missing and an officer called in a detective because the one who took the report, because they felt something was off with the couple, especially because they came in to make the report instead of calling 911, uh, like most parents do when a child is missing. So that's kind of what spiraled the investigation into what it's since become. You know, when they first went in, uh, uh, Courtney King, what were police dealing with then? Did the little boy vanish from his own bed at night? Did he not come home from school? Did he ride the school bus but wasn't on the school bus? I mean, are they actually in school in that area or are they uh, learning by remote? What did the parents say? So that is something we're still trying to figure out. Um, we do know James was in the first grade at Rosa Parks Elementary in Middletown. But in terms of what they said to officers, they have not fully revealed that. What they did say at a press conference, but then also in police reports, is that both Brittany Gosney and James Hamilton had conflicting stories. Straight to Daryl Cohen. Daryl, you know what? Uh, sometimes you just can't win for losing. For instance, if I would put up two witnesses on the stand and their stories were exactly alike, the defense would shred that or try to on cross-examination and closing arguments because clearly they have been coached according to the defense. But if there's an inconsistency, which typically happens because everybody doesn't see the crime the same way, uh, the same lighting, the same vantage point, the same recollection, if there's an inconsistency, then the defense shreds that to bits or tries to. So the fact that two statements are not identical would not bother me at the get-go. Nancy, the fact that the two statements are not identical is wonderful. You are definitely between, as they say, a rock and a hard place. But 
if they are identical. First of all, you and I standing directly next to each other, looking at exactly the same thing, when asked to describe it, will describe the same thing in different words. You may focus on X and I may focus on Y. That doesn't mean you're lying or I'm lying. It means we see it from a different perspective. So I am right there with you. If they're lockstep in their testimony, they've been coached to the point of telling what needs to be told, whether that be the truth or not. If there's an inconsistency or two, that's wonderful. And I point that out on closing argument. I bet you do trying to make a, a, a silk purse out of a sow's ear as a defense attorney, not judging. But I agree with your premise. Now, it does depend on how inconsistent. If it's a glaring inconsistency, for instance, if one person says that I last saw him in bed and the other person says we last saw him playing in the front yard with his sister and brother. That that's a problem. That's a big inconsistency. Guys, we're talking about the disappearance of a six-year-old little boy, James Hutchinson. Uh, straight back out to Courtney King with Fox 19 N-O-W-W-X-I-X. Another issue I find, uh, hold on, Courtney. I hear that Dan Scott wants in. Dan Scott, LA County Sheriff, Sergeant Specialty Children. Dan Scott, did you notice that they did not call 911? They went to the police station. Did that jump out at you? That's extremely unusual. Normally, they're going to, the person, the parent is going to call 911 immediately. They're going to be distraught. When you talked about inconsistencies, that is definitely something we looked at or look at and rehearsed statements. But you also look at their emotional state their demeanor, the timeliness in reporting. Minor inconsistencies are fine. But like you said, if it's a major inconsistency, the demeanor is not appropriate. A parent should be beside themselves with a six-year-old missing. You know what? He's right. Dr. Angela Arnold, renowned psychiatrist, joining us out of the Atlanta area. What would you expect to see in two parents? And I, uh, like Courtney King, WXIX and Dan Scott, I also have a problem with not calling 911 the moment you realize the child is missing. But uh, go ahead. Sure, because Nancy... The moment your child is missing, if any if anyone has ever experienced that, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who have experienced losing their child somewhere, and you immediately go into a panic mode, you want to shut down everything and have everybody you can looking for your child. And I think it's very unusual for two people to maybe stroll into the police department and say, oh, we have a missing child. You would expect them to be crying and distraught and inconsolable. I don't imagine there could be any calm at all. So just think, everyone think about, have you ever lost your child for a minute? And how did you feel at that moment? You are, there is no calm. And then afterwards, when you find the child, Nancy, you just, there's this feeling of everything goes through your mind about what could have possibly happened to that child. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we are talking about the disappearance of a six-year-old little boy, James Hutchinson. We understand that mom, Brittany Gosney, and her boyfriend, James Hamilton, go to the police station to report the little boy missing. And we're making a lot of hay about that. But is it a serious issue? Or did they decide to go straight to the police to report missing, hopefully hopefully getting more action from police? Um, we were just talking to Dr. Angela Arnold, psychiatrist, who was describing how many parents feel when their child goes missing. I want to go to a special guest joining us, Tracy Campbell. She's the Public Relations Director with North Star International Search and Recovery. To Tracy Campbell, Tracy, have you dealt with parents who are missing a child before? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. What is their typical mm-hmm. demeanor? Frantic. Frantic besides themselves, crying. Mm-hmm. But we don't know here, back to Courtney King, uh, WXIX, we don't know their behavior. We don't know their demeanor because it has not been released. Guys, what happened to this little boy? Take a listen to our friend, Sean Cudahy at WHIO-TV. For investigators, this is a story that started yesterday when the mother and her boyfriend showed up here to the Middletown police station saying their son was missing. Investigators thought that sounded strange, so they separated the mother and her boyfriend, and from there they say the mom told a horrific story. They come to the station to report their son missing. They also think that is strange, but is it in the grand scheme? You know, sometimes when you don't get satisfaction over the phone, you just got to get in the car and go to the location. So at the very beginning, let me go straight back out to you, Tracy Campbell, uh, PR Director, North Star International Search and Recovery. What would be the first thing that you do when parents say, my son is gone? How do you start that kind of search? Well, first of all, I need to clarify. So we are volunteer. We do not get involved until a police agency asks us to come in. And that's what happens. Wonderful. That's what happens. Question to you. What would be the first thing searchers should do when a child is reported missing? Yeah, we would want to know where they were last seen, what the description was. Um, was there... 
anything wrong with the child? Did they have an ailment? Was there any disability? Dan Scott, formerly with L.A. County Sheriff's Sergeant, 26 years. Dan, I think that was you jumping in about search the house. And hey, wait a minute. I agree with you, number one. But we know so little about what the parents told police at the get-go. Like, were they in a park that morning? Were they, uh, was he playing out in the front yard like Samantha Runyon was when she was abducted? Uh, from her grandma's house. Was she asleep in her bed like Elizabeth Smart? It could go so many different ways. So it really depends on what the parent's story is. But you're saying search the house first. What do you do then, Dan Scott? What you want to do is, obviously, if it was in a park, you're going to start there. But if it's reported that the child had anything to do with the home as soon as possible, you want to get back to that home and start searching. Even if the parents tell you they've searched that room, You have to search everything, even the logical places in the garage, in the closets, in any little crawl space. Children have crawled into, you know, refrigerators and cabinets. So you have to check the home. A six-year-old is considered a critical missing. That's when we go all out to find that child immediately. It's not like a teenager that's missing. A six-year-old, you're going to bring all your resources to bear, regardless of the size of the department. What do you mean by that? A six-year-old is considered critical missing. Because they don't normally just wander off or go stay with friends or anything like that. The younger the child, the more serious it is that they were either abducted or something of that nature. Or even if they did get lost, they're at such a young age where they can't take care of themselves. So you want to get all your resources looking for that child immediately. And it's really hard to gauge where uh, the cops should start first because we don't know what the parents said. But generally exactly. speaking, Daryl Cohen, I think you'll agree with me, you've prosecuted and defended so many cases that SOP, Standard Operating Procedure, is you start at the home or the location child last seen and you start working out. For instance, if it's at the home, you do the home, and then you go to the na- the yard, then the neighborhood, then the corner store, and then the church, whatever is in that area. And also, following up on what Dan Scott said, do I have to say John Bonet Ramsey? Because the cops search the home and, oops, missed a room, and that was the room where her body was. Absolutely, Nancy. Uh, look, you not only search the house, you search the house, the house, and the grounds, as we used to say, the cartilage of the house. We look in trash cans. We look under bushes. We look to see if there's any freshly dug dirt. We look everywhere. And then when we've looked there, we look again. And then we look again. Then we bring out the dogs to see if they can pick up a scent. There is no stern unturned. Always, always, always look at everything and look at it over and over again. At first, we had an issue with the fact that there seemed to be inconsistencies in the mom and the live-in boyfriend's story. Take a listen to the rest of what Sean Cudahy, WHIO-TV, was telling us. In Middletown Monday night, about 200 people gathered for a prayer, a message, and a tribute. All in memory of six-year-old James Hutchinson. He was my world, dude. Whose biological father can't comprehend his son is gone. 
I don't know how somebody could be a monster and do that to a six-year-old and his own mother at that. Like, this is heartbreaking for all of us, and uh, it's, it's difficult. Middletown police have charged six-year-old James's mother, Brittany Godsey, with murder and other crimes. Godsey's boyfriend, James Hamilton, also facing charges. According to investigative documents from the Preble County Sheriff's Office, Godsey this weekend admitted she had killed Hutchinson, her son, because her boyfriend wanted to get rid of the kids. Did you hear that? The reason their stories were inconsistent, Courtney King, uh, Angela Arnold, Daryl Cohen, uh, Tracy Campbell, Dan Scott, everybody agreed that that's something you have to look at. If it's a minor inconsistency, no big deal. If it's a major inconsistency, the first thing you do is what these cops rightly did, separate and interrogate. Because if they're together, Daryl Cohen, they'll stick together with their story. If you separate them, you can carve them up like a Thanksgiving turkey. Bam. Oh, absolutely. You carve them up, you separate them, and you give them time. You give them silence. You darken the room. Not too dark, but just enough so they feel isolated. It's an interrogation, get, not one of yep. your, your, your Saturday night dates, Daryl Cohen. You, what, no, what's I next? Turn on the low music, jazz flavors. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, for those of you just joining us, a little six-year-old boy, James Hutchison, goes missing. And it doesn't take cops very long once they separate bio mom for her, from her live-in boyfriend to find out what happened. The mommy says, I did it, but he made me do it. You know what? Just save it. Save it all the, he made me do it. That's total BS. They are two demons from hell. One is Satan, Lucifer, and one is Beelzebub, the henchman, stirring the pot 
together of pain and torture. That's just the way I see them. But to you, Dan Scott, you've done a lot of interrogations. I love interrogations. I don't know about you, but I especially love to separate co-defendants and pursuant to the Constitution, of course, conduct an interrogation and really hammer in on those inconsistencies. You can even go so far as to say, hey, Jackie, Kelly's ratting you out right now. So what really happened? She says you did it. Is that true? Did you do it? That's perfectly okay under the Constitution. Dan, what would you do? That's exactly what I would do. And I guarantee you that the cops knew really quick that something was wrong here. And it won't take long once you separate them. I did love doing interrogations. And it's obvious right from the get-go that these people would be lying. And then you do play one off the other And you can lie to them, too. We can tell the mother that her boyfriend said she did it or vice versa and and watch them squirm. And it won't take long. It wouldn't take long for the officers to get a confession and to see this story completely break down. You know, we've been judging mommy as to how she should react with her child missing, how we would expect her to behave, what we think her demeanor would be. But take a listen to our friend Karen Johnson at WLWT News 5. James Hutchinson, a six-year-old who family members say gave the best hugs and cheek kisses. A first grader at Rosa Parks Elementary School whose joyful spirit brightened the classroom. Middletown police say James died over the weekend at the hands of his mother, 29-year-old Brittany Gosney. The mother is not showing much remorse at this time. She has confessed to... uh, doing this we still don't know how the child died but we do know mommy doesn't seem to be too worried about it take a listen to more from karen johnson wlwt news 5 investigators say gosney and her boyfriend james hamilton went to the police department yesterday to report james missing that was the first red flag they showed up instead of calling 911. police say they later learned gosney intended on abandoning james and his two siblings at rush run park in preble county when james was out of the car in this lot court documents state he attempted to get back in gosney took off and dragged her son police say gosney told them she returned 30 to 40 minutes later and James was dead. She placed his body in the car. She took the other two back uh, with James and they responded back to the residence. Straight out to special guests joining us in addition to Tracy Campbell, PR Director North Star International Search and Recovery who is actually working the case. But first to Dr. Kendall Crowns, Deputy Medical Examiner, Travis County, Texas, that's Austin, Dr. Kendall Crowns, did you just hear what our friend Karen Johnson said? The little boy, even though he had been horribly abused, tried to get back in the car with mommy. She slammed the door and dragged him, dragged him, leaving his body after having been dragged, comes back 30, 40 minutes later, with her children, her other children in the car, throws now dead James, six years old, in the car and goes home. How would that kill a child? 
So when you get dragged by a car, you can have a, a number of things happen. You can get uh, the the actual road rash or the grating away of your skin from the black top of the road can cause significant soft tissue damage and blood loss. You can also be, you know, hit by parts of the car. The, usually it's the uh, the wheels that run over the child or the individual as they're trying to hold on to the car. And that will cause fractures of ribs, skull, extremities, et cetera. And then that'll cause uh, deeper injuries to the organs, like lacerating the liver and heart and causing extensive blood loss. So usually in people that are dragged by cars, you see any combination of those uh, findings. To Dan Scott, former L.A. County Sheriff Sergeant specializing in children, can you imagine the terror this little boy went through after being abused so horribly by his mother and her live-in lover? He still tried to get back in the car with Mommy and his siblings. As that door slammed on him and Mommy took off, dragging him. Don't you know those children in the back seat were screaming their heads off? They could hear him screaming as Mommy kept driving? It is horrible. And the, the last moments of that boy's life would have been horrendous. But you also have to look, like you mentioned, at the siblings. That is abuse in itself. The emotional abuse of watching your sibling being murdered by your mother is something that is not even comprehensible for most people. And they're going to be carrying that for the rest Rest of of their their lives lives. and dealing with it. Here's more from our friends at WLWT News 5. Back to their home on Crawford Street in Middletown. Police say Gosney put his body in a bedroom upstairs. Sometimes Saturday night, Saturday evening, when the other kids fell asleep, that's when uh, they uh, responded to uh, 275 by Lawrenceburg, and that's when they disposed of James in the uh, in the Ohio River. Police say Hamilton helped Gosney throw James' body over the 275 bridge into the river. All I could think of uh, right then, Courtney King, uh, our friend joining us from Fox 19 and NOWWXIX was my own children and how tiny and helpless they were at age six to throw his body into a river. But also, Courtney King, as a trial lawyer, I I can't help but comment, Courtney, that even now, Mommy is lying because she's saying, he made me do it. But I'm not hearing about the live-in, James Hamilton, being in the car when Mommy did this. And that doesn't jive with him making her do it. Well, Nancy, so he was actually indicted on several charges, including gross abuse of a corpse, um, tampering with evidence. So police do believe he was somehow involved with James. Do we think he was in the car? Well, that we don't know for sure. He is charged with things like kidnapping and endangering children um, in the indictment, but that we don't know for sure. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... 
in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Take a listen, guys. We're talking about the disappearance of James Hutchinson 6. We now know he's dead thanks to Mommy and her boyfriend. Take a listen to our cut 12. This is Ken Brown from Fox 19. Listen. The police chief revealing today that James's two siblings were along for the unimaginable ride both were not hurt. Um, the mother is not showing much remorse at this time, um, but uh, she has confessed to uh, doing this. That's why we were able to get the charges. Um, we'll know more once uh, James is recovered and we can get a coroner to do an autopsy. Is it true, Courtney King, that when she goes back to get the body, She leaves the other children. What happened to the other children? So right now, we we know that they are in the custody of CPS, um, and we're still not sure exactly where they're going. They did tell us that, uh, well, authorities told us that they are in foster care. We do know some of the family members um, from Brittany's side of this are trying to get the children. Um, but as far as we know, they are still in foster okay, care. Okay, so CPS. I'm trying to figure out what happened at the time. Take a listen to our cut four. This is Fox 19 now. A six-year-old child is dead. His mother is behind bars. And his two siblings are now in foster care after Brittany Gosney is accused of attempting to abandon her children in Rush Run Wildlife Area in Preble County. It is a heart-wrenching, heart-rendering case the allegations are and uh, but also as I must always say that everybody is entitled to the presumption of innocence until proven guilty in a court of law and uh, so that's why I don't discuss opinions of uh, evidence pre-trial I don't try cases in the newspaper okay well that's all well and good but what I'm trying to figure out is where is this little boy's body abandoning her children in rush run wildlife area let's go to special guest joining us tracy campbell the pr director for north star international search and recovery a voluntary group that acts once they are called in by local law enforcement 
Tracy Campbell, thank you so much for being with us. As of right now, James' body, this little six-year-old child, has not been found. Is that correct? Correct. What can you tell me about this area, Rush Run? Um, I'm not even familiar with what you're referring to as Rush Run. Okay. To Courtney King, Fox 19, where is Rush Rush Run? So Rush Run is about 30 minutes northwest of Middletown, and that's in Preble County. Middletown is in Butler County, Ohio. Preble County is also Ohio. So it's basically a a wildlife, a big park that people go to have a picnic or maybe get some exercise outside, uh, a family-type place. Um, So it's a pretty well-known park in that area of Ohio. Where is it in relation to where we think Mommy threw the body over into the water? So it's it's pretty far from that because Authorities say that she put James into the water in near Lawrenceburg, Indiana. So that would be about in uh, at least an hour mm-hmm. south, okay. I would say, from from Pebble. Preble no wonder County. Tracy Campbell hasn't heard of it. It's like an hour away. Mm-hmm. Uh, back it's to Tracy right. Campbell, it, it PR director, North Star International Search and Recovery. Tracy, tell me about the search for James's body. Okay. Um, well, it was um, disclosed to us that. Uh, the body was um, put into the water at the 275 Lawrenceburg Bridge. Um, down here, um, it's been heavy rainfall, a lot of snow. The river is in flood zone. Um, the bank is covered um, underneath water. So we weren't able to get out exactly how we wanted to. Yesterday, we had a search um, that encompassed several agencies. We had Preble County Sheriff's Department We, um, on behalf of them in Middletown, Butler County Sheriff's Department, North Star International, Landstar, or Ohio Landstar, um, Butler County provided a helicopter, um, their command center. We had canine dogs. We had a water patrol um, on standby. We had mounted patrol, ground searchers, drones. We had every aspect covered, but the water, the river is just not cooperating. We can't get exactly where we want to be due to the the high waters and um, the debris. Take a listen to our cut 15. This is Raven Richard, WCPO9. The search for James just started, but is now paused because of the rising levels in the Ohio River. But it's frustrating because, you know, you think that um, if not as much time goes by, you'll find the person, you have a better indication of where the person may be, you know, but with this water and the time going past, you don't know. The river is expected to reach 54 feet by Thursday. If you had a boat out in this type of weather uh, with the water, um, it could be hard to control the boat. Um, Also, sometimes the water may look calm on top, but underneath it's anything but. Incident Commander Jeff Cherie with North Star International Search and Rescue knows the dangers. Uh, Items are moving by us so quickly, logs and large debris, that it's it's hard to see what we're even looking for. I don't want to be in any waterways at this point. Uh, When the water rises rapidly after a long winter, it's going to pick up all sorts of debris that are on the riverbanks. So as you can see, the water is kind of churning a little bit, lots of items. It's becoming heart-wrenching. When I think of all the logs and the debris churning and going round and round in that river, I think about everyone at North Star International Search and Recovery trying to find this little boy's 
body. To Tracy Campbell joining us from North Star International, what are the searchers up against? The river, the Ohio River, um, and time. You know, the current is still moving rapidly, and the waters are still high. They, they've not, you know, gone down as quickly as what we thought. Um, so we're not sure if, you know, we had an indication where we wanted to look for little James, but based upon the current of the water, we're not sure. We'll just keep looking. Yesterday, we covered from 275 all the way down to Aurora, covering the banks as much as we could um, and mounted and we had drones, but no success yet. You know, I'm just thinking about Tracy Campbell and everyone else with North Star out there braving the elements, trying to find this little boy. You know, unless you've been there or you've been part of a search before, you don't know how difficult it is to just, what do you do? Just You just start looking. They're using everything they can. Drones, dogs, mounted by foot, trying to find this little boy, and Mother Nature is waging a war against them the whole time. And all I can think about is this mother, this mother, to Dr. Angela Arnold, psychiatrist. What? I can't even call her mother for a man to walk up and say, hey, I'm sick of your kids. Get rid of them. You know what? He would have a mouth full of knuckle, no mayo, to even suggest to any mother in her right mind to get rid of her children. She did exactly that, according to police. She murdered one little boy, disposed of his body, and dropped the other children off at a wildlife preserve to die. And Nancy... She can rot in hell. This is not the first time we've heard of cases like this. So, every time does that make it any it, less upsetting just because no, other children have died? It, it's so unbelievable. And it's always about a woman having a boyfriend who doesn't want the children anymore. Do you need a so boyfriend woman, that badly? They eat everything in the house. They don't clean up after themselves. Why bother? I agree with you, Nancy. I completely agree with you. And I'm... It's so hard to wrap your head around, but that is one of the top five reasons why women kill their children. It is because a new man in their life asked them to do so. It's one of the top five reasons why women kill their children. Daryl Cohen, there were so many times one of them could have said, stop, let's don't do this. Do yeah, I have Daryl with me? Oh, there you have. are. Glad you could join us, Daryl. Jump in. Yeah, they could have, but they didn't because when you're on a... Pardon me. <clears throat> when you're on a roll and you're doing the wrong thing, you continue to do the wrong thing. And good people don't do the wrong thing. This is more than I can handle. It's more than I like to hear. I've heard it over and over again. Different faces, different places. But this is the worst. How a mother can do what she did. She may have been a biological mother. But she was not anything resembling. And I'm not letting him off the hook. He's not off the hook. But she had a duty. He didn't. What woman in her right mind listens to some live-in saying, get rid of your children, and then you go out like a robot and do it? Quick question. Courtney King, uh, is this jurisdiction, Ohio, is it a death penalty jurisdiction? Uh that, you know, Nancy, I can find that out for you, but we do Judge know that in quick. Ohio, they are... They are what? 
Uh, there is another case of a little boy who was, police say, also put in the river and prosecutors are seeking the death penalty. Well, I would that say case. that's a very strong indicator that it is a death penalty state. Yes. And if this is not a death penalty case, if you're going to have it, this woman, Brittany Gosney and her live-in, James Hamilton, are the perfect candidates. They can both go straight to hell doing this, pointing the finger at each other. We wait as justice, God willing, unfolds. Nancy Gray's Crime Story signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.